Hello, welcome to Media Snack live from New York. Greetings from London. So we've got a really good one today. Yeah. We're talking about client agency relationships, critical thing, which relates to last week's episode. If you saw last week, we were talking about what the priorities are for a media director um, in Q1. And the answer, of course, is all about talent and the relationship with the agency. Um, We've been thinking about what really goes into making a really good client agency relationship. Um, so we'll give you the things that you need to know to understand how to invest in really good relationships. And as always, David will come with three great tips for you to start thinking about. Um, so if you stay till the end, you'll learn hopefully some uh, some good little tips and tricks uh, all coming up on today's Media Snack. Welcome to Media Snack, the live weekly show where we unpack the important questions that you will have about media, agencies, marketing and more. If you're new to the channel, it's great to have you join us. Subscribe below to get alerts of all upcoming weekly episodes. Right then, as usual, we're streaming live. So remember, you know, you can leave comments live in the show. We'll keep an eye on those. So if you want to um, build on this, share your examples, share your experiences, uh, have questions that you want us to address in the show, then we certainly can do that. Um, Let me just close this down. Uh, right. So let's think about the question of the week. So the question of the week, what makes a winning client agency relationship? A top Very good. Question. Okay. Um, I'm going to start on the other side of that question because I'm yeah. just, I think it's just helpful to kind of uh, all of us to remind ourselves sometimes where they just don't work mm. because I think in understanding where, and if we can all recognize some of these areas where it falls down sometimes, yeah. then it makes more sense than, to think about the areas that you on both sides need to be investing to make these the most productive that they can be. And we always say, you know, great client behavior, great agency behavior makes for better results. And so it's something worth investing in. We don't take it for granted. Lots of people in the industry kind of refer to it like it's a, you know, a long-term relationship. It should be a long-term relationship, uh, very invested in each other's success. And there's so much money at stake. There's, a, there's so much money involved and there's so much potential and opportunity at stake here uh, that you often have, you know, client and agency relationships, which are which can be very large companies of their own, really meeting together with very few people that, you know, that, that uh, have to collaborate well. And so you're investing in the relationship, not just as individuals, but as your corporations or as your businesses. It's really important that, that you take some time to invest and do that right. So where don't they work? Uh, where they in those examples where they don't work, they typically fall into a kind of Venn diagram, you know, of of some overlapping uh, overlapping issues. So the first thing that we see where it's not working is what we might call a power imbalance, and yeah. typically it's not always the case, but it's typically where you have an agency and a slightly more subservient relationship, right? And a dominant client, but it can happen the other way around. And I'll give you some examples of where that ha- where we've seen that happen another way, other way around. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time with media directors. David, you were a media director at some big brands um, in previous life. You know, you don't want your agency just to be saying yes the whole time. You know, yeah. uh, you contract on a long term basis, typically with your agencies. You know, it could be m- many many years that you have this relationship. They are not there just to say yes and take instruction. And, and we see 
you know, many examples over the years of agencies that have slightly perhaps fallen into that trap. And the responsibility sits on both sides. Okay. Yeah. It's the attitude of the of the client, of the marketer, often. Make sometimes some people, you know, think of their agency as uh, you know, as a resource that's just to do do their bidding. Um, and the agency very quickly falls into that trap of just, you know, turning up and taking instruction. And that is something which festers. That power yeah. imbalance is not healthy in a client agency relationship. You know, you, it, the best ones are where you really see as each other as kind of critical strategic partners. Exactly. Um, it makes the relationship very tactical and not strategic. Media directors, we hear them say, because they say it to us as consultants, maybe we have a privilege to be more, maybe sometimes more of that kind of peer mm -hmm. relationship. But they say, tell us what not to do. I love that when someone says that, because that means that they're really thinking about strategic priorities. Yeah. The agency, you cannot sit back and wait for instruction. You know, Don't accept a bad brief, make it better, make your client better. That's It's your responsibility. Uh, so that's one area where sometimes these things don't work. Maybe a maybe a cause of that symptom is lack of clarity around goals and objectives. You know, not having really agreed what success looks like. Um, we've heard I don't know how many times over over the last decade uh, a client team you know be, make criticism of an agency. Uh, and when we ask them their perspective on the agency, they'll say things like, oh, you know, maybe they're not in innovative enough or we're not sure that they kind of come with the best creative ideas. And then we say, like, show us the scope of work. Show show us what you've actually asked them to do. And it says, you know, we're retaining your agency for, for media planning and buying services. right? Yeah. And it doesn't detail those kind of things that you want to see. Mm -hmm. It doesn't detail the kind of reporting that you want from an agency. And then you know you hear people moan. You know we don't. They're you know they're not reporting well enough. Well, look, you know, the, the scope of work is really where they, where this stuff all lies. I mean, what you put in the scope of work, what you ask your agency to do, is really critical. Yeah. Not just a big laundry list of menu items, but also describe the relationship. You know, if you go to the ANA, go to the four A's, go to your trade bodies, they have really good resources to help you to kind of describe the relationship that you want. We often do that. We write these yeah. within scopes of work. It's good to have some agreed principles, some rules of engagement, things like that, that you can just agree on. And that gives you the foundation uh, to maybe avoid some of those things. And the third area of kind of, of you know, where, where it sometimes goes wrong is where small things are allowed to fester. You know, you don't have a forum, a proper forum in order to be able to invest in that relationship. Okay. Yeah. You might do an annual review but you really need to do more of that. And, and again, we spend a lot of time investing in these relationships for, and really seeing it from both sides. It's really important that we're not there always wholly representing the marketer. You know, we're sympathetic and we understand the challenges in the agency. And sometimes it's helpful to have us there to kind of help rebalance that. Have those forums. There needs to be informal forums, like get yeah. to you know, know your agency, right? Know your agency and agency, know your client, really important. Um, but also those formal forums where you can actually discuss like real operational priorities. Yeah. So what um, those are the, where it doesn't work. So what what makes the what makes the great ones great? And mm. I know this is probably overlapping with some of your tips, but so cool. I'm, I don't want to steal thunder there. But um, it's the boring stuff, unfortunately. It's the really boring stuff which has to be the foundation for success. Is the scope of work? It's the contract. It's fair remuneration terms. 
you know, clear instructions, good quality briefing. You've got to be able to do those basics because that just gives the agency a chance to be a peer and a partner to you, really important. And so if you haven't got those things in place, good quality contract, really clear scope of work, you know, rules of engagement, um, you know, expectations, describe the relationship that you want to have, pay the agency fairly for what, what for the work that they're doing. Exactly. That's the good start. Mm -hmm. Secondly, create those kind of top to top forums. Well, that's that's what we see in really good, successful agency client relationships is that they have these both informal opportunities, um, you know, as an account lead and the agency side, you know, know your client, right? You've got to have uh, some time where you can kind of get to know, get to know each other, but also have these have these formal uh, forums. With the many advertisers, we do either quarterly or half yearly business reviews. Yeah. And that's looking end to end on both sides of how things are working and provide an independent and objective view uh, to prioritize those things that need attention, which is really important. So you've got to keep working at it. Um, and we would encourage the third thing there really, what makes them great is that there is real confident leadership on the agency side. You know, yeah. Do not let your teams fall into the habit Right. And I'm sure we've all seen that. I used to kind of comment on this being in the agency. Agency meetings, like right? your agency turns up, everybody opens their book, gets their pen ready, ready to take instruction. Like that's not as a client what you want to see every day. Okay. It's helpful that the agency is listening, <laughs> but you don't want that kind of dynamic where they're just yeah. waiting for you to give them the answer or give them direction, you know? Yeah. Um, very, very important. And I think, uh, you know, we're seeing some symptoms of some of these things. You know, the, the, people have said the in-housing trend is a is a reaction to the, the client agency relationship. Um, you know, maybe that might be true. Maybe it's driven by some kind of frustration amongst marketers for not having a strong enough agency relationship. You know, one that's become, if it becomes too transactional and too tactical, it's maybe easier for the marketer to start thinking, well, you know, I'm just basically giving instruction. Yeah, I could hire these people and have them internally and I could do all this stuff myself. So mm -hmm. to be a real true strategic partner, to be a peer, to be a challenger yeah, is a great dynamic. And that, that to me is a real secret of, of a great client agency relationship where we see them working really well. Yeah. Um, okay. So good. Give, give us some tips then. So if you're, if you're a client or you're, you're leading an agency, mm -hmm. Well, I think, I think I mean, the first thing I think to say is that I don't think there has ever been a greater appetite or need for a real partnership between kind of brands and, and their agency partners. You know, we've been talking about partnerships for years, but actually now, now is when brands most need their agencies to step into that partnership role. And actually, that's when now when agencies really want to kind of embrace that that partnership. And I, I was very lucky and I worked with two for two brands that always saw their agencies as deep partners and 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 I now work with many media directors that are trying to cultivate that and there I think there are four key themes that are consistent in all of those really positive examples uh, and the first one is is sharing success both parties being very open and sharing what personal and professional success looks like um the best question, Tom, that was ever asked of me when I was on the brand side was when I was at Nike, my first two weeks at Nike, my uh, account leader at the media agency uh, came over for a meeting to Amsterdam 
And he asked me this question to this day. I think it's genius. One of the best questions ever asked to me uh, in my professional life. He said, what kind of media leader do you want to be? And I thought it was slightly peculiar at the time. I didn't quite understand what he was asking. But he needed to understand what my motivations were as a media leader very early on. Did I want an easy life? Did I want to you know, operate a nine to five? They were then going to do all the heavy lifting. Did I want fame and celebrity? Did he, was he going to be expected to put me on all the speaker platforms and make me win awards? Or was I looking for progression within the organization to make me a marketing director? That's what he was looking for. He wanted to understand what my deep-rooted professional ambitions were. And this media leader then was going to try and engineer and orchestrate his agency resources to enable that to happen over and above the, the great work that they were going to do. And I thought that was just so clever. Understanding what my motivations and requirements were was going to enable him to course correct the relationship that we have or had in order to kind of fulfill that. So don't ever be afraid of kind of sharing what success is and also as an agency leader you know share with your brand leader what success to you and your organization will look like that's the first yeah. thing yeah the second thing go on no i was gonna say because i think that, that that that's it's such a good distinction which I, I can remember being on the agency side you just assume that all advertisers are kind of the same you know you assume that all the motivations of, of the individuals you assume that the motivations of a media director mm -hmm. are, are the same but yeah. they're not you know we've learned again and again really different and and they can be as distinct as what you described but even the organization itself you know brands particularly when we think about media their attitude and object you know objectives in media are different you yeah. gotta know that you have to understand that to service the, business well. the foundations of yeah. any kind of partnership understand what success means uh and is translated to within that organization so that's the first thing the second thing we mentioned it is remuneration you know just boring, but pay your agencies fairly. Make sure that it's equitable. Make sure that that you have a proportion of that remuneration that is linked some way to value generation. The agencies want it. They want to be they want to be seen as partners. They don't want to be seen as executional providers. They want to be seen as partners. So make sure that the remuneration structure is right. The third thing is behaviors. Every strong client agency relationship that I've ever seen either being part of or witnessed from the outside, um, has the fundamentals around good behaviors. And those behaviors, frankly, start at the brand side. So be respectful, be inclusive, uh, invest time properly on briefing. Make sure that if you're asking the agencies, you, you mentioned before, you know, the innovation thing, they don't bring me any innovation, any innovation. Normally, it's because you haven't embraced innovation for three years and that the innovation's going elsewhere. So, so embrace great ideas, embrace creativity, champion your agency internally, okay? They'll want to hear that. So it's about behaviors. If you get the behaviors right, then you can engineer an operating structure on the agency side that is focused on your objectives and perhaps not theirs. And then the, the fourth thing is, is have regular forums where you can course correct. You mentioned QBR, so quarterly business reviews, half yearly reviews. In many cases, the only time that a brand and an agency interact in terms of performance is at the very end of the year. That's mm. way too late. Do it regularly so that you can help together course correct that relationship. Now, the truth of the matter is that, you know, putting aside the commercial demands of pitches, right, in media, and the market has been addicted for the last 
10, 15 years to hard savings every three to five years, putting aside all of those things, and those things are going to be diminishing with time. Um, it's very rare that a relationship should get so toxic, so toxic so quickly, that the only alternative is to shift out from a different agency. Mm. And, and where those where that relationship has become toxic is because nobody has had the presence or the or the consideration to begin to nip those issues in the bud. So yeah. when they are small little problems, get those corrected and they don't become big problems. So those are the, the yeah. kind of the four areas that, that I would encourage media leaders and their agency counterparts to at least consider as they build these partnerships moving forward. Yeah, really good. Uh, we talk a lot with advertisers about uh, being a priority client. And that's our effort and our way of trying to encourage those good behaviors, right? Yeah. Because as an advertiser, the assumption is there's always the biggest advertisers that get the most attention from the agency. And it's, that's to somewhat the extent mm. true in the sense that, you know, the, the really mass advertisers, particularly when agencies were only commissioned, were really the, yeah. you know, where they made their money, obviously. Um, however, that's over the last five or more years, there's a slight rebalancing of that. And what we hear from agency leadership is that, yeah, scale is interesting, of course, and they still you know, want to win all those kind of big clients and those big high-profile clients. But it's the, the what they call the client behavior yeah. that has such a powerful measure and such a powerful impact on that client's kind of status within an agency. And whether they admit it or not, all agency leadership, all agency CEOs have in their mind, they could write down in order their most important clients. Okay. And they're not going to be from biggest to smallest. They're going to be from the best to the worst, right? Which ones do they really want to keep? Which ones are they, you know, frankly, not fussed too much about? Yeah. Um, you obviously don't want to be down the bottom of that, yeah. bottom of that list. Because what you'll get is you'll just get less attention from the client. You'll get less attention from the agency. You know, right. less people will want to work on it. The quality of talent will diminish. Um, you know, and you won't get these really important things like these innovation first looks, yeah. you know, it's such a dynamic, innovative, constantly changing marketplace. If you're a client of an agency and they're not knocking on your door, bringing you good ideas, it might be that they're actually being given to somebody else. That's, yeah. that's as you said, that's the thing. So just think about where, you know, your priority status with an agency. It sometimes takes a little bit more humility on the client side because you have to think, oh, hang on a minute, you know. I should be thinking about how prioritized you are as an agency in my kind of ecosystem. But you've got to think agencies, they, they have favorites. They do have favorites. They have better clients. Absolutely. Your behavior, your setup, the way that you engage with the agency, the way that you treat them has a huge impact on that. And you'll see the value or not come from that because, you know, it's a people business and requires yeah. talent and energy. And if the agency leadership is not putting talent and energy into your business, it's probably as a result of the way that they, they view you as a client, which is a shame, um, which is why you know, increasingly we're looking, as David, as you said, beyond the pitch, looking at how we invest in relationships, how we help both clients and agencies invest in really long term, productive, sustainable relationships. It's where we really all need to put our energies. Um, so hopefully some of these tips have been have been useful to you. I said I'd give some examples. Um, there are examples of you know where the where the agency has the power imbalance. Okay, yeah. we've seen some some big examples of some big global advertisers that have, you know consolidates everything into one a agency. Been with that agency maybe a long time, and they kind of the, we, we observe the people internally are not really that able to make decisions. The agency yeah. is making a lot of decisions. 
and kind of aligning the client to the way that they they think that they should go. You know, that's that happens. That's been that's been a, you know, a couple of extreme examples of that. Um, it really diminishes the influence of the of the advertiser, and therefore, as a, perhaps as a result, their marketing is not as good. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen uh, we've seen some clients where they're almost embarrassed to have an agency. There seems a culture internally where they it seems maybe as a weakness to kind of bring an agency in to help you with it. You know, we've seen examples of agency logos being taken off slides and things being presented internally as their own work, which is, you know, cheeky, but it, but I think it's symptomatic of a culture where, you know, the agency is never going to be seen as a, as a kind of really embedded strategic partner to that business growth. So anyway, these are the, we've got many, many examples. If you, uh, if we can help you explore any of these areas, we obviously, we'd love to do that. Very true. Uh, we could talk about this for a long time. Anything else to add before we wrap? No, I think that's good. Just behave well and you know embrace embrace the partnership that's how media grows yeah very good um you know tell us what you think you know leave a comment down below or you know we post this across different social platforms we'd love to get you involved in the debate tell us questions that you'd like us to cover in future shows um if you like this episode please give it a thumbs up because it helps people like you find this channel um and we want more people into these debates but that's all for media snack this week thank you for watching see you next time Media Snack is brought to you each week by IDcoms, the award-winning growth consultancy specializing in media. We help advertisers on a life cycle to growth in three service areas, operations, partnerships, and optimization that transform your media investments into real company growth. Whether you're planning an agency pitch, upgrading your media organization, want to learn new best practice, or simply get better performance from your media investments, you can find out more at idcoms.com forward slash growth.